Oh, so they're totally busted. They were, and she was talking to these people? Specifically to them. And <laughs> this, guy, this, guy, this guy mumbled under his breath, um, Oh, great. Now we're going to get the largest person in the universe. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my co-host, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm good, Ezra. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit tired, but I am ready to rock. What have you been up to? Well, I was up at 3.30 a.m. this morning. It's 10.30 p.m. now, and I had two hours of sleep. I was on my way back from Houston, Texas, by way of Austin, Texas, where I was at an SEO mastermind. And uh, we can get into that a little later in the show. But the interesting thing is, <laughs> there's nothing really new in the SEO world. So nothing that we don't already know. No, I think it's quite simple. You know what it's come down to for us? And we have a pretty big SEO operation. It's a human-powered game now where you need real people to make real content for real humans that is good enough that people want to share it and engage with it. There's no tools or tricks or shortcuts. That stuff's gone. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, the only place that I'm seeing the, the, the tools and tricks and shortcuts actually having any kind of effect. Now, just side note here, the effect that they do have is often only for a short bit of time is when you're optimizing authority sites or parasites or places like YouTube videos and Amazon product listing ads or you're taking advantage of properties that have authority and you're ranking them by generating reputation through you know links that are of low quality and things like that but it doesn't really hold and what I'm finding in my business is the same thing that you've been telling me for a long time now that it really is about quality unique content yeah play for the long term Anyway, that's got nothing to do with our topic today, which is the topic of rights. So, take it away. What are we on here? I, I don't know much about this topic, I, I think. Oh, I, I think you do. I think we all do. So, here, here's, and, and you'll see as I get into it, here's what rights are. We all think we have them. And there are some rights that we generally agree that we all have, like in the freedom of speech in the states, right? And what rights do is they lead to indignation. Indignation when those rights are trampled on. Now, it's, a, it's valid to be upset when you have a right that has been trampled on, but what it's, it's worth looking at and having a look at the fact that rights are just these made-up things. So the questions we have today are rights. What are they? What do they mean? Do you actually have them? And how are they affecting your business and your life? And that's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Awesome. I wonder if we're going to be covering gun control. Oh, dude, now that's a trip and a half. We can get into it. Now, before we do, I want to tell you a little story. And that's a story about when you are upset about something, when you are frustrated or agitated or irritated, it's generally because you believe you have some right and you believe that that right has been stepped on. So it's a good exercise when you're feeling that way to look down to the root of it. And you know, this is a process that we do on Think Act Get. We get down to the root of the things. We get down to what's really going on. And what's really going on when you're upset is you think that you have some kind of a right that's been stepped on. So it's good to have a look at that and assess whether or not you actually have that right. So here's an example from <laughs> from this morning. And this one dips into attitude as well. I was on the airplane and um you know 
people who are in couples, and if you're in a couple or you've ever ridden an airplane with a friend of yours, you've used this strategy. I know you have, and don't act like you haven't, because I've used it myself. So what you do is airplanes often have three seats, right? And when there's two of you, one person takes the aisle, and the other person takes the window, and then you set your sandwich down on the seat in between. Because you want the people walking by to just keep on going right on past you. You don't want them to sit in that middle seat because if there's enough spaces on the airplane, then you guys score yourself a whole row. It's a common, um, it's a common little hustle that people run on airplanes all the time. Now, this morning, the, the two gentlemen behind me were running this same scheme. I could see it a mile away. And uh, the, the, over the loudspeaker came the stewardess that said, hey, it's a full flight. So move that sandwich off your seat because there's going to be someone sitting in the middle of your, you know, if, you, if there's two of you in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a row, you're going to have someone in the middle there. So just kind of. Oh, so they're totally busted. They were, and she was talking to these people? Specifically to them. And, and this, <laughs> guy, this, guy, this guy mumbled under his breath, um, oh, great. Now we're going to get the largest person in the universe. And it just made me think, okay, number one, the largest person in the universe really not the largest person in the world, but the universe. So all the astronauts out there and anyone outside of the planet Earth was also included. But it's like, you know, this guy is going around. First of all, he thought that he had the right to an open seat in between him, which he did not. He did not have that right, but he believed he did. And when, when that right was taken away from him, he was visibly upset about it. And one of the things that made me think of was like, you know, I felt compassion and sad for this guy that he goes through his life with such a negative attitude, you know, because look, you can't control who's going to be in the seat in the middle of you. It could be a very large person. But if you're going to spend all of your time leading up to that, thinking how miserable it's going to be to have a giant person sitting next to you and how, I don't know, it was just like the attitude that this guy had was so negative and I could feel it from the from the uh, seat in front of me. Gosh, he could just rent his own airplane if he really got a problem with it. I suspect that a lot of people spend plenty of time worrying about things that will actually never even happen. Yeah, I agree. Who did he get next to him? He got this tiny little girl sitting in between. See, <laughs> point, point down. He basically worried about something that, that didn't even happen and he had nothing to worry about the whole time. So he wasted that energy. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what will happen is you will waste your energy and that same energy. He could meet his future wife. He could have he could have had the greatest opportunity ever. He could have been sat next to the Dalai Lama or something. Yeah, but that guy will continue to have a terrible time in his life because he goes around believing that things are bad and that he's going to get the largest person in the universe next to him. When I was at the airport recently waiting for my flight in the business lounge, there was this guy loud talking on his phone. He was talking so loud, every single person in the lounge could hear him. It wasn't a big lounge. It was just in Manila, so it was quite small. But it's so loud. And I'm like, how rude are you talking so loud? I don't want to know about all this stuff. And it was like it was his right to just have that conversation wherever, whenever he wants because he's got a mobile phone. And I almost, almost said, hey, shut up. No one gives a shit. <laughs> but I was thinking, what would Ezra do? He would just say, dude, I, I appreciate you. I acknowledge you. It's, uh, you know, just let him be and and let it go and i instead i just facebooked about it and, and, and you know there's always one guy at the airport who wants to talk loud on his phone 
and I commented on that post because I think that you know here's the, here's an interesting thing is it depends on the level of intimacy you want to have with that guy because if you really want to hip him because perhaps that guy number I, there's two things that could have happened. What's now. hip? Hip him like um like uh you know shed some light like because perhaps he wasn't aware. Of the fact that he was annoying the whole oh you rest think of the so airport. well I think it's one possibility. <laughs> I think it was kind of obvious this dude was he was not giving anyone appropriate consideration it was so rude and it was just deliberate and belligerent it was loud it was loud like oh okay darling you look after you look after your mum and uh, I'll be there soon I'll get you a nice present in the checkout at uh, customs. Uh, what do you what do you feel like you want? Like we're just going through the whole thing, and it was like pulling teeth. Man, that's rough because we, you know, I don't know how to handle those situations. I think that it was just it was just loud. But I think obviously he felt that it was his entitlement to have that conversation and and expose us all. And you that. felt like it was your right to have a quieter, you know. I mean, it's certainly more courteous. No, actually, I, I don't I don't mind people doing what they do, but when he's disrupting everyone else. And the next thing is he hung up the phone and then had this loud conversation with the person next to him about his brother passing away and then his mother passing away and his sister passing away. And like everyone in the family basically died young and he's taking them all through the story. And this guy was massively obese. And I wanted to just, again, I wanted to say, buddy, you probably have have to have a look at the diet in that family because you're killing yourselves. But again, I just didn't say anything. I just head down, finish clearing out my inbox instead. And speaking of inbox, I've got a question. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like uh, I treat the inbox as the to-do list that other people contribute to. And a lot of people send me stuff that's just inappropriate. And I quite often reply back, like, why are you sending me this? Uh, the classic one is an MLM invite. People will join my list they'll see that I say I respond to emails and they'll reply to me uh, engaging me in an MLM scheme of which I have no interest. And that is because it ruins friendships. You you start spamming me with the offers for what I'm not interested. I didn't subscribe to your MLM scheme. I didn't sign up to your list. You signed up to my list. So if you are going to reply, at least be relevant at least have something useful to say on your email. Absolutely, and I think it's interesting. Same similar thing happens to me on Facebook, where people will tag me in posts related to internet marketing offers, like uh, and MLM stuff, and you know, uh, because we have a bit of spotlight, because we we have a bit of exposure within the community, people feel like they have the right to free advice and. Uh, you know, our time, which is an interesting, it's an interesting dilemma because on the one hand, we are giving away our time and energy for free, but we're choosing, you know, in what avenues and at what times, and it's not necessarily at their leisure, which is why I like the the theme of your inbox relief course. Yes. Teach, just teaching people how to make a choice not to receive all of that stuff. Keep It's your choice to a large extent what you sign on for, what your allowing people to send you to a certain extent within reason and people are very undisciplined about what they receive right and if and here's the thing about rights is if you don't have an idea of how you want to be treated and what rights that you want people to respect of yours they won't respect them so it's it's a good exercise to have a think about how you'd like to be treated and then hold people responsible for treating you that way. So basically protect the rights that you set for yourself. Exactly. 
All right, what do we got next, Ezra? Well, we're on to the www. No, that's only three Ws. The weekly willpower. Wager. <laughs> okay, so agitation, irritation, frustration. As we talked about, that stuff comes up for every person on a weekly basis. And what we want you to do over the next seven days is when you find yourself feeling that way, stop and think about it for a second. What right do you think that you have that's being violated? And ask yourself, is it a right you really have? Are you actually owed a short line at Starbucks or whatever it happens to be? And sometimes the answer is yes, and other times it's not. But it's a really good exercise to check yourself when you feel like you have a right that's been violated. Is it a right that you really legitimately have? And if it's not, maybe you can let go of that. Yeah, and as they say in the Philippines airport, no wang-wang. Yeah, what does that even mean? No wang-wang. No cutting the line, thinking you're more special than everyone else. Oh, is that what Wang Wang is? I think so. Yeah, no funny business, no Wang Because wang. apparently it harks back to the police cars. The officials, the corrupt officials would blare the sirens and just drive past everyone in the traffic. Wang, oh. wang, 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 wang. And so I was in the airport lineup and there was this hilarious sign. It said, no Wang Wang. I had to take a photo of it. And it just means don't cut the queue. So some people think they're far more special than everyone else. You you know, what I love about those signs, like when you're in the bathroom and they've got like the thing that says like, don't wash your baby's head in the sink or, you know, like (laughs) 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 the only reason they have those signs is because people were doing those things. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There's a lot of wang wang being going on yeah, in those yeah. airports. All right, we're on to mo- news and updates. All right, so um, it could be moves and updates. Moves, moves. Okay, so fast web formula is only a month away. That's pretty exciting. I've got the the eight modules mapped out. You're going to be in two of them. We're doing a live Think at Get podcast. That will be very very cool. In fact, in that particular module, I've slated us to talk about. The behind the scenes. How do we come up with the idea uh, about partnerships, uh, the website, how it works, how we do our show notes and the equipment we use and how we promote and monetize this podcast and also some statistics. We're going to have a look under the hood at how many people listen to the episodes and how it charts on iTunes and how we build an email list from it and how we communicate with that list. So that's all going to be done live. I hope you're ready for that, Ezra, on the first day of FastWeb Formula 4, straight after you blow them away with everything e-commerce. And I've got – and what I was really excited about when, I, when, you, when you sent over the uh, outline was that I have 90 minutes, which is – uh, you know, it's a good amount of time. I'll take two or three hours, but 90 minutes is good. You know, I, I often only have an hour, so I've got 90 minutes to hit them with e-commerce. And the beautiful thing, listener, if you're coming to Fast Web Formula 4, what, uh, 90 minutes gives me enough time to really get cover an overview of what's going on in the e-commerce space. If you're just brand new to e-commerce, I've got a module on how you can get started, where you can find a supplier, what kind of products to choose. If you already have a business, what are the channels that are working really well right now? How can you get more from the store you already have? I've got a whole thing mapped out that we're going to do, and I've got 90 minutes to share it with you. So I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, that is going to be fun. And also we have our lifestyle business retreat coming up in September. And I know we're still a way out. We're only in May at the moment. So that's going to get hot later on on our products page. Yeah, I figure I figure uh, post, uh, post Fast Web Formula 4, 
we'll uh, we'll talk about really that more. That. And you've just yeah. been back from the mastermind, and you're going to be doing a behind the scenes video. Yeah, I'll put out a behind the scenes video. People like to know what's going on at these masterminds, and there was some cool stuff shared. It turns out that uh, this SEO mastermind that I run with a with a, a fellow Circle member, Keith Baxter. Keith and I run this mastermind together down in Austin, and uh, it's a real good, fun time, and it's turned into more of a marketing and business mastermind and less of an SEO mastermind. So I've got some stuff uh, that came out of this group that I'll, I'll put together a video for and, and share it out on the blog. Well, speaking to Keith earlier today, and he said you had some pretty genius Facebook stuff happening as well. Dude, I'll have to show you that offline. That's um... So you're more than just a sexy Jesus lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know there's no. Uh, well, I'm getting. You know, uh, uh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, what have we got next, mate? We've got some comments. We've got a lot of love and feedback. So let's get right into them. Yeah. Carol Amato on the confidence episode said, "What a wonderful surprise to see this episode. Fantastic takeaway for me. Thanks for delivering it so thoroughly. I agree that the logo is fine. The audio intro could be a bit more exciting. Now, it's cool that you can pick up confidence from those around you. Wow. Such wisdom on the apology thing, especially with regards to someone feeling hurt and acknowledging that it's real for them. Loved your response to that. That's a golden nugget for my marriage as well, or for marriage as well. Excellent episode. Thank you so much, Carol. Thanks, Carol. That's a sweet comment. Yeah, and we heard from Eric Foster on the Confidence episode. Hi, James and Ezra and Roman. <laughs> Great show as always. Thank you. Ezra, I've listened to everything in iTunes that I could find on James. And Ezra, maybe James won't admit it or even agree, but I think you bring out a different side of him that I've not heard on other shows, to be clear, in a good way. Uh, maybe it's because most of the other shows James is being interviewed and is a guest, except Freedom Ocean. I think the chemistry between you two is great and very much enjoyable. I hear James laugh and joke more in this show than any others that I've found. So Ezra, good on you for bringing out that side of James into the public. And Ezra, you almost make me want to go into e-commerce just so I can learn from you. As far as the cost of the retreat, I think the cost is fair for what I would get out of it. First and foremost, the education and information someone would learn. And secondly, for me, I've never been to Hawaii and I think I'm the only one left in the States who's not been there. Roman, I know you said you could not attend the retreat and the money wasn't the reason you could not attend. So I assume that it is time. If you sponsor me to go in your absence, I could go on your behalf, take extensive notes and learn everything that's being taught. And then I would work for you and help you implement all the ideas into your business. And I'd do so until you felt you've recouped the cost of the event. And he's uh, sent a little contact there. So Roman, you can contact us if you want the details and if you want to discuss that further. So thanks everyone, Eric Foster. Well, that's a great tip there, Eric. You know, that's how I used to sell workshop tickets to people who had no money. I'd ask them to find a sponsor. And one of my very best students came into my workshop that way. It's a really ingenious way. It's called a triangulation deal. You can also learn more about that from Jay Abraham's book called Getting Everything You Can Out of All You've Got. What a good comment. And I do agree, by the way. Ezra, you bring out the best in me, my friend. Well, that's very nice. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. I, I think you bring out the best in me. Uh, I think we're, we're a good team. And I just want to say to Eric, good on you for being willing to ask. One of my favorite quotes goes like this. You get in life what you have the courage to ask for. And I think it's so true. You know, if you never ask, you'll never know. Yeah. So right on. Right on. Now, 
Justin says, Hey guys, interesting episode about confidence. Having supportive people around you can really help to inspire and encourage you, which in turn can boost your confidence. But also, you need a healthy balance of challenge to stretch and test you. The moral being to surround yourself with people who will support and challenge you by lifting you up when you're down and leveling you out when you get cocky. Also, practice really helps to grow your confidence. That's how professionals do it, so you should too. Keep up the great show. All the best, Justin. P.S. I think the show would benefit from a more energetic and fiber intro. Hot dog, man. I think we've got, I think we have finally have confirmation from just about everyone that uh, I might need to redo that intro. Well, no, someone said they liked the intro today. Uh, Mitch said, This podcast is getting more addictive, guys. I love hearing Ezra and James and their thoughts on each subject. The content is thought provoking, keeps it very human. Please tell us, James, what is Tank's real name? I don't know. I never found out. Hope you didn't go home without finding out. No, I, I didn't. No, I never saw him again. Hopefully, he didn't have a heart attack or something up in his hotel room. <laughs> Keep up the great podcast. Can't wait to see you both at Fast Web Formula. Best, Mitch. It's going to be a good one. Okay. Shelly says, uh, or Shell, on excuses, brilliant episode, guys. No excuse. I read a quote recently about how being too busy to get anything done is simply the too lazy of old. We hear it all the time, and it's just an excuse for not being organized or motivated to get your backside into gear. Also, I don't know is no longer an excuse we can use. If you don't know, then Google it, or someone will Google it for you like James showed uh, on Facebook to me the other day. You'll be able to find out and learn regardless of what it is you don't know. So thanks again. I'm off to face some of those excuses in my head front on. Nice. Yeah, and then she updated it. She uh, said, we got kick-started in confronting these issues. 12 hours ago, I had all the reasons under the sun why I couldn't get my webinar recording into a video and onto my website. Now it's done, converted, imported, edited, or phonicked and uploaded to YouTube, ready to go on the website. First thing in the morning, thank you, both for your great podcasts. Anastasia was uh, commenting on the money episode. Guys, your podcast just makes my mornings. As I listen to it in my car on the way to work, Hi, Anastasia. I work in IT research as sales manager and absolutely love today's wisdom about seeds and harvesting afterwards. So true and applicable. Now, listener, that's, this is the philosophy that you cannot harvest the seed which you have not planted. Your advices and hints in general are like morning gym for my brain and help me focusing on the important things and see the bigger picture. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Keep going, please. Anna. Thank you. That's pretty sweet. Uh, you know, best podcast ever. That's nice. Now, we have more comments, but I think we'll read them in the next episode because we have to move to the next section now, which is... Think about it. All right. So... Or think about it. Uh, we have the Bill of Rights. What we need is a Bill of Responsibilities by Bill Mayer. Love this quote because I see some absolute whack jobs on TV talking about if someone comes to take their gun off them, they're going to shoot them dead in the, on the spot. And I think, what is wrong with these people? People just need to be responsible. I got a very interesting and unusual letter from a listener this week, <laughs> which had a, it was just, it made such a good point though. It said, in general, humans are just too immature to cope with the world around us, and that all problems generally stem from human immaturity and lack of responsibility. So, as a community, as a group of people, I think we should all be more responsible for our own outcomes. And instead of blaming everyone else or feeling we've got a right to this or a right to that, you know, in this country, for example, a lot of people just don't work and they get paid for nothing, literally get paid an allowance if they can't get a job. 
why not go down to the library where you can get a book for free and educate yourself and take responsibility for employing yourself and then employing others. So I think we should be more responsible. Absolutely. And big shout out to Mang because that was a handwritten or at least hand typed uh, letter. Uh, it was a real old school letter sent to my PO box, uh, which is easy to find on any of our uh, emails or my website. And it was um, a really genuine, honest letter about how humans can be better. So we've touched a nerve there. And I think we might actually read that out at some point in a future episode because it had some very cool points. Yeah, it was a good one. We also got a pretty strange Facebook message from a gal asking us to build a website for her. Um, well, I got that on the support as well. And that's a very common request. You know, if we could build it uh, for her and, and share in the profits. Where that fails is you're not taking responsibility for your outcomes. And what happens is you secretly wish someone will just do it for you. And I wanted to do that too. I reached out to a rich guy when I started and said, I'll work for you as an apprentice. I'll learn what you can teach me. Um, of course, he didn't know how to make money. I never realized that at the time. He was good at at snaking people out of money, <laughs> uh, but he never got my money. And it turns out he wasn't. He's, you know, he just doesn't know how to make money online, but he's good about talking about it. But when I actually buckled down and did the work myself and took responsibility for learning to do the right things and then doing those right things, that's when things took off for me. It's so true and it's such a common misconception that you can have someone just kind of do it for you and then you'll get started. Just build, build the site it's for It's just me. not going to happen. Well, you're never going to be successful. You've got to do it on your own. You've got to get out there. And there's stuff you've got to do. There's no, there's no escaping it. Uh, but finding the right people to learn from is a good step in the right direction. But be prepared to pay the price you, you will get a value exchange. That's how it works. You pay the cost to be the boss. <laughs> yes, James Brown, the <laughs> classic. We should insert somewhere. <laughs> we should. Okay, Can, uh, here's my quote by, uh, by John Wooden. He says, Consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. I love that quote. I, I just think it speaks for itself. You know, you, you, the feelings of others before your own rights. So how are you making the people around you feel? That's really what it's all about. Who cares about uh, you know, your right to, uh, to uh, a sandwich at 7 a.m. for breakfast by your spouse or whatever it is? You know, like It's really about the people around you and how much fun they're having and how, how the relationship feels. Because look, you're not going to be having a good time with your rights if the other people around you are miserable. So I know I'm kind of getting off the subject here, but I just want to read that out again because it really does speak for itself. So consider the rights of others before your own feelings and the feelings of others before your own rights. A lot of wisdom in that one. Nice. All right. So it's time for the tag tips. So I'm going to lead off with strategy. Never try to convince someone of your viewpoint or sell someone through force. It just doesn't work. Instead, have that person come to the conclusion by themselves through for their own reasons. So one of the best ways to do this is to remind them of their own autonomy or their right to say no to your offer. Now, I've always thought from a selling point of view, the very best way to convince somebody is to create the environment that makes it obvious to them that they can be better off for taking that action because people only buy if they feel that they will be better off and the only person who should be making that purchasing decision is your prospect or your customer. 
not you. And it's really, it's really the only way you end up with a happy customer. You know, you don't get buyer's remorse when they convince themselves that they wanted your thing. Yeah. So create the environment that allows them to convince themselves that they will be better off for making that move. And I'll tell you what, if you do any kind of face-to-face webinar to people, phone selling of any kind, and you are interested in learning more about this specific strategy, pick up a copy of Instant Influence. Yeah, and I'd also just throw in spin selling there because that's my original source for this stuff, and it's fascinating for high-priced sales. Fantastic. I I figure... uh, We've all read. I mean, if you haven't read Spin Selling, that's just a it's a classic. That's sort of one of the um, that's just on the curriculum. You got to get it and read it. <laughs> what do you got? Don't you think, man? What, what man? It changed my life. That book changed my life. It, it taught me um, why most of the sales stuff is incorrect, and nobody knew it when I was selling. It's now become more popular. I've been promoting and promoting it for years because I just believe that the the idea of finding out where someone's at right now discovering what problems and challenges they have, what potential harm could happen if they keep doing that, and then what kind of solution that they might need and have them answer their own questions is a great technique. It makes sense. I get it. The sale is the process of change from one situation to a better alternative situation. If you have that philosophy of selling, you never have to push, you never have to be cheesy. You just help people become better off. And what's the harm in that? It's so fulfilling, man. It is just... The best. It's just so much easier. It's it's why I love e-commerce. It's why I love uh, the mastermind. It's because it, it, there is no. It's not forceful. The p- people are taking action to be a part of these things because they see it as a benefit to them. Beautiful. And that's what you want to be doing. What's your tip? All right, I've got mindset and strategy here. So in any situation, particularly in a situation where you feel like you are losing, where you feel like things are bad. You always have two ways to win and one way to lose. So you always have two opportunities for things to be better and one opportunity for things to suck if you think they currently suck. Now, the first one is you can change something. So if something isn't going the way you'd like it to, you can change it. You can fig- you can change something and then that's a way that you can have things be better is you've changed something. The next opportunity you have to win is you can get in agreement with things the way they are. So you can change your mind about how things are. So step one, the first opportunity you have to win is by changing something. Second opportunity is by getting into agreement with it as it is. The third way, the way that you lose, the way that you are, the way that you're stuck unhappy is if you just leave things as they are and be miserable. So it's really uh, freeing and liberating to know that you always have two opportunities to win in any given situation. And the only way that things are going to continue to be bad for you is if you just let them stay the way they are. Nice. Okay. Well, that was kind of confusing and weird at the same time, but I get it. I like this. um, There's some dire quote. It is uh, you change the way that you look at things, things change. It's about perspective. Yeah, it's, that's number two on that list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess, it was, I guess it was confusing and weird. Oh, that's I'll, okay. I'll I, that. I rely on you for confusing and weird. Otherwise, this wouldn't be a show. 
All right. Now, let's summarize here. We've talked about mindset, behavior, results. We're focusing on improving your life and your business, and everything is directed at you, our special listener. And today, we cover the topic of rights. We all think we have them. There are some rights that we generally agree that we have, like freedom of speech. And then there's other ones, like putting the sandwich on your seat so no one sits beside you. That's just a bit weird. Anyway, what are they? What do they mean? Do you actually have them? How are they affecting your business and your life? Hopefully, we've covered some of these topics and it's been very, very cool to catch up with you again, Ezra, and for putting in that special effort, even after that horrific plane ride, you've made it home and we've brought home the episode. I appreciate it, man. You know, this is when you get the real just kind of raw out there, but I think also the most effective and interesting um, parts of my brain come out on two hours of sleep. So thank you for bearing with me. Thank you, listener, for listening in. I think we've covered some really good stuff in this episode, and we really appreciate the fact that you spend your time with us. It feels really good uh, that you that you listen in and that you're a part of this community, and, and we really do appreciate that. So I always want to end these episodes with just saying thank you. There you go. Thanks, everyone. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.